listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy winter. Welcome. Sun rose today at 7.48 a.m. And it will set at 5.02, which makes it the shortest day of the year. How do we feel about that? We feel bad about it. But in a way, we feel good about it. Because guess what? The days get longer from here on out, Schaefer. It's all downhill from here. That makes it seem like this is the top point. But it gets e- but it gets easier. Hmm. I see what you're saying, yes. But it's like it's not mm, how do you say how, yeah, how do now you I'm trying to phrase? think of like the correct way to say that it would get longer without it making seem like it's worse. Yeah. I, I like I want to make it seem like it's easier. Right. Which Even that would be going more downhill. Time. Which arguably means that you spend more time in winter every other day than you would today. I'm gonna have to. We're we're gonna have to look that up, or maybe we could ask Parker. Parker, how do you use the phrase "It's all downhill from here"? Well, are you are you a stock market guy? Uh, not really, but I understand. I understand it. Yeah. Well, if you're a stock market guy, then downhill maybe is bad, you know, because right. going down, you're going down. The but road. I think otherwise, if you get, you know. Scott Frost said he wants to get the thing rolling downhill. Like if you're pushing a rock up a hill, that's what I'm saying. You get it to the top, and then it starts rolling down. It gets e- uh, it gets like easier thing. if you're going downhill, and I think yeah. that's what I was trying to convey with the whole sunlight situation. We've pushed through. We've pushed the the winter rock up the hill here, mm-hmm. at least in terms of daylight. Probably not in terms of weather. <laughs> no, um, not in terms of weather. And now the days are going to be getting longer from here. So. I think you're right. I think you're right to say it's all downhill from here. Even though that sounds bad, but but it definitely is. All right. Yeah, you meant downhill from here in terms of like there maybe there'll be some some sledding or skiing in our future because <laughs> it will actually snow. Yes, exactly. Welcome, yeah, exactly. welcome to uh, the official beginning of winter, uh, Parker. What is the uh, what is the latest on the assistant coach search? I feel like it's just going to be the same question until it's done. Uh, <laughs> Trev Alberts talked a little bit about it last night. He says there's a plan. He loves the plan. And uh, that's that's basically all we have right now. Yeah, I think – I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm adding a lot to that. Just it seems pretty clear to me. I thought it was interesting last week when, when Scott Frost was on the radio and, and he sort of – he didn't exactly say – now he could, you know, he could surprise us. He didn't exactly say that – that Ron Brown wasn't going to be the running backs coach, but he did indicate that in a way by saying he loved him in the role he had him in. He wasn't sure if Ron wanted to go out and recruit all the time um, and all of that. So that to me, like the most logical path forward here is to hire somebody as a special teams coordinator. And then, um, you know, Frost himself said there may be more than one addition. That probably is a graduate assistant. They can do a little bit more on the field than, an analyst can in terms of actually coaching and all of that. So if you can find a young guy that you feel or gal that you feel really good about, um, that can maybe help with the running backs and then you shift the duties around a little bit like that, that to me, that would be my best guess, but I don't know that for sure. Um, it seems like 
Bill Bush has been, I mean, Bill Bush has been on the recruiting trail a lot for Nebraska. He's definitely been a part of this offseason for Nebraska so far. Maybe it's as simple as just making him the special teams coordinator. Maybe the reason this is taking so long is because they're looking at somebody who's still coaching in a bowl game. Mm. Usually that doesn't stop you from making a hire. So I still tend to think that Bush is the best candidate or he's the leading candidate for that job just because, like, He's still here. We haven't seen him attached to other jobs and all of that. But there is a little bit of question around exactly how it's all going to shake out until it does eventually shake out. Should there be concern or consternation from Nebraska fans, given that if they choose not to have a full-time running backs coach, it is a position where they have had struggles, and not just limited to this staff, but in recent memory – and you kind of don't have a clear-cut guy for next year either. Would should I guess how would you sort of approach concerns some might have over that? Yeah, that, well, it's a fair question, um, and I, I I think that you know at some point with the way that they're structured, with the you know what Scott Frost sees important as being important for his role going forward. And the way the defensive staff is structured, which is that they essentially have, you know, four guys, four full-time staff members that are essentially front seven coaches, if you include Eric Chenander in that conversation, between Chenander, Dawson, Tuyoti, and, and Barrett Rood, you know, that's a, that's a lot of coaching firepower on the defensive side. And then obviously you've got Fisher as well. Um, so it's, it is, I mean, I think it's a concern. I would say, it doesn't mean it can't work with the running backs. You know, back in the, the days before um, it was nine, when it was nine assistant coaches instead of 10, Nebraska did a similar thing with Tavita Thompson, who was a graduate yeah. assistant coaching the tight ends. And you never looked at Nebraska's tight ends. I don't think I only covered one year of that setup, but Tyler Hoppus set several of the tight end records. I think at least the catches one that Austin Allen broke this year. Mm-hmm. Um, in that season, now, I didn't ever, that team wasn't very good, but you didn't watch that team and go, man, their tight ends really seem ill-prepared. Um, and so I think it can be done. Um, it's possible that they'll get coaching from uh, one of the offensive coaches who gets shifted around, you know, whether that's, you know, Sean Becton or whatever. But I think if you, you know, that's part of this conversation too, is if you were going to say we're going to have a graduate assistant We've got Ron Brown in the meeting room with the running backs as well. And also, you know, there is Sean Beckton's going to have a role in that. I think you'd probably want to have that conversation with Travis Vokalek and Thomas Fedoni and that running back or the, the tight end group before you announce something like that. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Um, so I think with guys on break, you know, finals week and guys going on break and all that, I, I do wonder if some of it is that, you know, Scott wants to talk with some of the players besides just sort of in an exit meeting, um, you know, setting about how the shakeup or how the shifting of duties is going to work, uh, maybe to reassure the running backs that, hey, you are, you are going to have a lot of attention, uh, even if we don't have a guy whose job title is running backs coach. But all of that, you can say all of that and you can rationalize all of that. And then at the end of the day, what you said is exactly right, Shafe, where it's like, hey, you haven't been great at running back. And now you don't have a full-time dedicated coach. Okay, let's see how it works. But, you know, it, the 
the criticism won't be far behind if they don't get off to a good start in 2022. Parker, after after hearing Scott Frost and Mark Whipple talk a little bit last week about their just a little bit, I suppose, about their kind of vision and and how they'll meld these two you know ideas of an offense together. Are, have you gotten any a better idea of of what it may look like, or are we still the quarterback piece away from really getting a good hint on how that may look? Yeah, I think the I think the quarterback is critical in that conversation. I mean, you know, to some degree, there's um, it's going to depend on if you have a veteran guy or if you're playing a really young guy, obviously. But I think in I mean, I think we know some of the things they're going to want to do. I mean, you know, part of the reason why uh, Scott Frost liked Whipple, I'm sure, is because of you know conceptually the way that they they pass the ball. And look, I mean, there's only there's a lot of concepts in football at the same, at the same time, like I sort of funny frost made himself laugh on Wednesday when he's like, at the end of the day, you can either run it or you can throw it. <laughs> and it is, you know, the, there's something to that where it's like, I'm sure they're going to do some new things in the passing game. Uh, maybe uh, much, as much of the change as anything. Um, and I'm not going to say they're going to be exactly the same, but I think one of the big things that, like if you watch Kenny Pickett and you, you listen to people talk about the way that Pitt played this year, they had a veteran guy who they could trust to, you know, not read so much pre-snap to let him play. Like when you hear NFL style passing game, a lot of that is not so much that like the concepts are so much better or so much more complicated or whatever. A lot of that's just from the shoulders up on the quarterback and how much freedom are you giving him uh, in the huddle and at the line of scrimmage to get you into something better to, to what kind of checks can you make? Um, and how are you processing the defense and, and reading it? Are you, you know, a lot of college football and Nebraska is like this to some degree is, you, you know, you read half, the, you re- read the defense pre-snap, you pick a half of the field, it's one, two, and, and you go in the NFL. There's a lot more post-snap, you know, full field reads and all of that sort of stuff. And that's, that's I think Mark Whipple would like to do more of that than Nebraska's probably done and how much you can open that tap really depends on who you have at quarterback yeah. anyone that watched the Bears Vikings last night is skeptical of your whole field read conversation there about <laughs> NFL quarterbacks Parker but I digress how attractive if you could step outside of what you've watched the last five seasons of Nebraska football. How attractive to an outsider that plays quarterback is this situation? You know, because Nebraska has to to figure out a way to appeal in the sense that, yes, they have an opening, and yes, Mark Whipple's attached to Kenny Pickett. But how attractive do you think this opening would be for a quarterback in the transfer portal? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's pluses and minuses probably. I mean, especially, so like if you're a one-year guy, like if you're, you know, or potentially a one-year guy, I think you're probably less worried about the coaching status in general, you know, that, that Scott's like, clearly it's a make or break year. Um, I think it's probably more about balancing things. You can look at that, that receiving core um, and say, Hey, there's, there's quite a bit to work with here between, you know, Xavier Betts and Omar Manning and, and uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda coming in and some of the young guys and Travis Vokalek and Thomas Fedoni and like that, that, that picture looks all right. I think if you're saying, you know, where can I go where there's some talent to me, like the biggest question is um, the front line. And I don't quite know how 
I mean, I think you can say, hey, there's a new coach in there. They're going to be, you know, coached in a slightly different way. We feel really good about it. But at the end of the day, it's a group that struggled overall, particularly at tackle. And the best player in that group left and went to the NFL. So um, you do, I, I think, and I don't, it's not like I've talked to a bunch of transfer portal quarterbacks and surveyed their opinions, but it, it does seem like perhaps uh, more than new system, more than coach, um, you know, facing a critical year, year five, all of that. Like, I wonder if someone's looking at it and saying like, okay, um, are they going to protect me? Uh, and, and that's a, yep. that's a tough one to answer sitting here on December 21st or whatever it is, because it's not, I don't know that there's a, I don't know. I think you can say we've got some young talent that we like, but I'm not sure you're going to look at that and say like, yep, I get to play behind one of the better offensive lines in the big 10. Right. Not, not the most perfect situation, but, uh, there's a couple good things. All right, Parker. There, yeah. There, there are some things though that you can sell and say, Hey, look, this, this is, this has some potential. All right, Parker, we will let you go. Appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you later. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. Parker Gabriel from the Lincoln Journal Star. Yes, Merry Christmas. Yeah, how nice of him. <laughs> I don't even think about this. What am I? Is he still there, Parker? He's gone. No, he left. We didn't even say anything to him. We didn't even happy holidays it to make people mad. We didn't Merry what, Christmas it. Yeah, it, what's wrong with make us? People mad. We're terrible. I. It doesn't even feel like Christmas it is doesn't. on Saturday. For it doesn't me at all. Um, so I like, I'm not prepared yet. The amount of, I, I haven't even thought about, like, honestly, I'm glad you said that. I haven't even considered shopping. Yeah. I've got all of that done, but it's because I rely very heavily on Jeff Bezos's warehouse. <laughs> so, um, shout out Jeff Bezos. He, I, everyone hates him and I get it, but I also get why he's <laughs> the richest man on the planet. And I, he helps Mike Schaefer I a lot. Definitely utilize it to a fault. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back. Rico's in for true or false next. More of Happer and Schaefer is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.